from the Auburn Plainsman, this is Public Hearing. I'm Trice Brown. This week, Collins Keith talks with the head brewer at Red Clay Brewery in Opelika. Red Clay Brewery has been based in Opelika for over six years and has dug out a space in the community, bringing people together over hops and rye. Collins talks with him about what that has been like and the strong brewery culture that has been developing in Opelika. Stay with us. Hey, this is Collins Keith podcast writer for The Plainsman. If you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here at Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. All right, so if you just say your name and and I want you to do again. Uh, I'm Craig Collins. I'm the head brewer, so I look over the daily operations of the brewing company and also um, basically um, look over the bar as well. So everything to do with the brewery, it comes pretty much through me and I report to the owners. Okay, and who are the owners? The owners are uh, Carrie McGinnis, John Corbin, and uh, Stephen Harley. And uh, John and Carrie are both from Opelika originally. Uh, John moved at an early age to uh, Mobile and grew up there, but Carrie spent most of his life here and went into the military and came back. So that's how the brewery really ended up in Opelika. It's the family ties to Opelika itself. Okay, and have they always wanted to start a brewing company here? Was that kind of something that they realized a little later on? I think, um, I think as everybody, we start home brewing. Um, I know I did. Um, you know, I started home brewing and really wanted to get into the industry. And same uh, with them. They started homebrewing. Um, matter of fact, Carrie's dad homebrewed a little bit. So he was kind of immersed in it already. And uh, Carrie is a, um, what was it, a uh, biochem major of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he already had his uh, biosystems engineering. Same thing. Great. Uh, so he... Uh, he already kind of had a background in it, and uh, John Corbin had a background in uh, the service industry, working at hotels and such. Um, and so uh, he he has a background in food and is a professional chef. So um, it kind of all came together that way. So I think that's how they really first started. And like I said, when you start home brewing, you really just want to branch out from there. Mm-hmm. So the combination of them two kind of, kind of covered all the bases. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And, how, and when did you come on the team? I came on um, pretty much day one when they really opened the doors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a few weeks later, and uh, I just put my beer on the uh, table, uh, my homebrew, and uh, my resume and said, hire me. Uh, I come from a communication background, so I worked in radio and TV. Um, and had gotten married and moved here and um, was looking for a job, and there's not much TV and radio in Opelika, per se. So that's how I got started. I just saw that it was opening, and uh, I had been homebrewing beer for almost 10 years or more at that point and uh, just loved everything about it. So Awesome. So what are some of the challenges that come with scaling up to the kind of production that you're doing here from homebrewing, I guess, for you personally? Um, the challenges, I mean, it's it's the same production. There's not much challenges. It's um, You start dealing more with, and I hate to say this, but you're dealing with money. 
So when you look at, on a homebrew um, side, you look at hops and you say, well, I can just buy a couple ounces of, the, ounces of this hop and we're good. Where, you know, there is some hops out there on sale for $700 for, you know, however many pounds. So, you know, you really start looking at, well, how could I substitute for this hop or how could I substitute for this grain or uh, different things, especially in this day and age where there are shortages of grains or shortages of hops or whatever. I mean, there are shortages everywhere. Or drivers to get it to you. Right. So, or drivers to get it to us. So at one point we have to look at it and say, okay, this is, this, this is what this recipe is calling for and we've got to figure out a way around this if we can't get that product. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So. so what was like the original goal behind the brewing company from Red Clay? Is it just kind of a community? Um, I think it was community. I think it's also it was uh, for distribution. Um, you know, every company has a um, is multifaceted in the way they look at why they open a, a company. And part of it is charity, too. You know, we do give our grains to different uh, local charities and such for, um, you know, uh, um, you know, local farms and such like that. So, um, but the main purpose, of course, is to brew great beer and to educate people about beer who may not know or understand about what beer is and how, you know, culture has survived mm-hmm. through the production of beer. You know, it, it, people gather for the production of beer. I talked to Richard a couple a couple weeks ago um, for a different podcast just about, like, the city of Opelika in general because both my parents went here, and they always said it was kind of the other side of the tracks. None, none of the real students came over here. And the past 10 years or so, it just seems like it's kind of revitalized a little bit. And mm-hmm. one of the things he was really focusing on and what he was being intentional with was making a community feel, having a place for people to come together and to attract people from the community. Mm-hmm. What do you think on that kind of vein, kind of what you've been talking about, what do you think Red Clay brings to the city of Opelika that's, that's unique? Um, I think we uh, bring an organic um, kind of uh, passion to the uh, community. I mean, there's um, a lot of things that we work with with the city. Um, you know, we work with the bike races downtown with James Brothers Bikes. Um, we work... Uh, you know, with events that go on downtown, especially with Richard. He's doing events all the time down here. We work with him. Um, so there's a wide variety, and whenever there is a, a chance to do charity, we also reach out in that way with the community. Um, I think beer itself, as I said before, where there's been culture, where there's been um, community, there's been beer. And I think beer brings an element sort of like a medium for people to gather around. So It's kind of a catalyst for those conversations oh, for that to happen. Definitely, and it brings community. Yeah. And it brings, you know, no matter what political agenda, no matter what race or whatever, it brings everybody together. And I think that's uh, a, a beautiful thing at the end of the day. And I think Red Clay definitely supports something like that. So. Yeah, and how closely do you guys work with some of the other breweries around here? Uh, we we do work closely, especially well with John Emerald Distillery. Um, we you know we're constantly um, trading ideas and getting ideas with uh, um, John Emerald. Like we've got a bunch of their barrels. We're supposed to be putting beer in their uh, barrels. Um, so you know when we 
barrel age um, beer in uh, John Emerald whiskey barrels. So yeah, that's we we work closely together. I mean, you know, whenever there's events, we're all come together mm. as a community. Yeah, I happened to help Richard with um, when the Brook and the Bluff came to play probably like a month ago. Um, and it was just crazy working the front gate, seeing all the people just kind of streaming in and out of, of both y'all and John Emerald the entire time. And that partnership, kind of what you're talking about, has to be really important for y'all, right? It is. And, uh, you know, you always want to try to make friends in the community and especially with other breweries. And I know there's other breweries just a couple miles down the street in Columbus that we deal with. And, um, I've, made tremendous friends that way, even around the state. I mean, just the community as a whole in the state, too. Mm. We're, we're a tight com- tight-knit community. Yeah. Definitely. And what are y'all's plans for the future? Do y'all have any specific scaling up, maybe a different location, or are y'all happy where you are now? Well, right now we're, uh, I mean, we've, um, we've scaled up to uh, brew for other states. Um, I don't know if you're aware, we're in California in Arizona, uh, we're uh, currently in uh, Puerto Rico as well. It's another whole country. So we're growing by leaps and bounds. And uh, right now I think it's uh, a wait to see where it really leads at that point. But, um, you know, the fact that we were able to reach out to the Puerto Rican community as well um, and we're looking at branching out to other states, Mississippi as well. So... There's definitely growth, and um, as you grow, your business may change as well. Mm-hmm. So we we'll just have to wait and see how that progresses. And is that that partnership? Is that like wholesaling? What what kind of what exactly do you mean when you say partnering with? Or you're you're in California, you're in Arizona. Uh, with distributors okay. within that location, uh, where Mira Series beer uh, that we came out with. Uh, uh, Emmanuel Kimiji, he, uh, say, Master Sommelier, who paired with Kerry McGinnis, our master brewer, and they've created these beers, and so, uh, he's taken them into, uh, Puerto Rico, and so we're selling those beers in Puerto Rico, plus our Trace Barbas, our Mexican lager, which people love. They, I'm, we can barely keep it in stock. Uh, um, so, there's, a whole bunch of different kinds of beers they're importing into Puerto Rico, including our RCB IPA. So we've we've branched out a lot, but we've paired with different partners to do so. So, and that's to do with uh, our ownership, who are tremendous about making those connections like that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So. What's your top three beers that you guys brew? Oh, top three beers. Oh, geez. Um, I don't know. I, I like the uh, RCB IPA. Um, I've really gotten into lagers nowadays. Um, IPAs are a great thing. Um, people love them, especially in the United States here. Um, but I, I like my lagers. I like the Trace Barvis. Um, I think there's a, a, a beautiful taste to that uh, Mexican lager with the corn in it. I just I, I love it. Um, and then Right now, actually, currently as we're speaking, um, I'm drinking a amber lager, our Appalachosaurus, and that's a Vienna lager. And like I said, I've, I love lagers, and I'm really getting into them. They're a challenge to brew. Um, and the amber lager right now with the season that is Oktoberfest and getting into the um, 
the um, autumn months. It's you know the uh, autumn time of year. It I mean it's a beautiful beer. Mm-hmm. So I've been really drinking that a lot. Awesome. So well that that about sums up the questions I have for you. Is there anything else that you wanted to add that we didn't really talk about? I know it was kind of a no. I mean I think that you know overall I think Red Clay is just a, a beautiful place to work. It's been a great to my family. Um, the owners and I um, all have kids. Um, my kids are six and seven years old. Um, John Corbin, his kids, you know, he has one daughter who's eight, and then uh, Carrie's got one daughter that uh, Diana, I believe she's four years old now. So, you know, it's a great environment for me and my family and for us to be able to um, work together and to keep a professional relationship, but also to have that family time, mm-hmm. to be able to be friends and be able to grow as a, well, as a community, mm-hmm. right? As a business should grow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's been a great ride so far. Awesome. So, and how, how important has it been for the city, the city of Opelika kind of accepting you? I guess you already had kind of a hand in there with Carrie the other owner that you mentioned being from here, but like how important was that relationship with the community and kind of starting your y'all's business? Uh, they supported us from day one. Um, I think Opelika saw the opportunity of having um, a brewery and saw what other cities have done. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think there's a question that uh, breweries help revitalize areas too as well. And, um, Opelika was already on the rise of revitalizing, and you know, now we're here, and there's um, plenty of things to do around downtown Opelika, and, and Red Clay is just one part of that, and mm-hmm. they really, Red Clay was one of the catalysts for that. I truly believe that. So, and were y'all the first brewery here, kind of? We were the first first brewery. Um, you know, the distillery was mm-hmm. here too, mm-hmm. but um, we were the first brewery in Opelika. Auburn. From the Auburn Plainsman, this has been Public Hearing. I'm Trice Brown, signing off. See you next week.